This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Hello, it's Mark here, and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast, episode 127 for this Friday, the 31st of March, the last day of March. So how was your week? Hope it went well. The clocks went forward by one hour last weekend. Don't know about you, but I'm wrecked this week. Just don't know what's going on there. We see a new bird board has now been installed in Marleyfield Lake. I was only wondering the other day where the old one had gone. What well unto the 22nd Scouts of the Clonmel Scout Group who took to the streets of Clonmel to do some litter picking this week. And also members of the Tipperary County Council who are also litter picking on the bypass, I think yesterday. Staying with the bypass, love the Easter-themed roundabout by Tesco. There's something new every kind of occasion, isn't there, on that roundabout? Looks fantastic. Best of luck to Stephen Mercer, who launched his mobile vegetarian restaurant, The Oven, down the quay today. He's there every Friday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. and also on Saturday at the Farmer's Market in the St. Peter and Paul School. On not a good note, there were 15 arrests for public order offences in Clonmel over the last two weeks. And you may have also heard about the dead horse that was dumped around Carey's Castle this week. You can read more on this story in the premium newspaper, which is out today. And also, Liam Ahern from Clonmel Stories has a new column in the free paper as well. And finally, good luck to everyone taking part in Strictly Come Dancing for South Tipperary Hospice at Hotel Manila this evening. See you there. So, what is coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast? Well, I chat to singer Donald Lyons, or Marty Daniels, as he's known on the singing circuit. News on how you could win a car. Clonmel Rugby Club launched their Youth Academy. The Presentation Secondary School are after your unwanted clothes. And lots more on the way. The Clonmel Podcast. But first, there's quite a bit going on right now at the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History, and I caught up with Marie McMahon for a chat. I'm here at the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History, and I'm joined by curator Marie McMahon. Marie, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, Mark? Great to have you back again. Good to be back. Love being here. And we're at the Untold Stories exhibition. Tell us more. So it's our Civil War exhibition, and it dates from, um, it covers a period of 1921 to 23, 24. And just in front of us here, we have uh, five screens of different local people um, who'd have uh, various connections with the Civil War, be it on Collins' side or De Valera's side. And um, we also have some local historians. And um, wonderfully as well, we have um, Martin Manzer, um, who actually kind of finishes up and rounds up the exhibition um, about his... Um, thoughts and ideas about how we came from 1916, War of Independence, up to Civil War, and how the peace process then unfolded currently. So uh, the message is, is um, there's a, a wonderful message of hope at the very end of this because it's quite a, a, a tough uh, subject to cover. Um, obviously within the museum here, uh, um, we're very cognizant of the fact that families you know, it's within living memory um, and families are still very torn and um, terribly distraught by what has, what has happened. Um, but it's wonderful that we have people that are holding on to items um, of such family uh, significance to actually, um, that we can loan those items off them or potentially donate the items to us here in the museum so that we can have it for another hundred years time um, when we commemorate uh, this period of time in, um, when, when will it be, 30, 20, mm. 20 21. Um, so 
it's really for us, it's to ensure that our local community engages with the museum. Um, we get some um, um, beautiful items that we put on display, significant items like the Liam Lynch handkerchief that we have over here. And Liam Lynch, obviously, he was killed in the Knockmilldown Mountains um, on April 10th, 1923. So we're coming up to that um, centenary and um, he was trying to flee from the Free State troops. So the handkerchief that we have here in front of us is, um, it's believed that this handkerchief was uh, used on the, on the dying body of Liam Lynch while he was in hospital here in Clonmel, and um, there's blood stains on it. I'm looking at that. It, that is blood, there is blood, isn't it? There are blood stains. Um, we, have, we have it um, ready to bring to ballistics and to, um, to uh, the Gardaí to test it actually um, for his um, his blood, but it hasn't been done yet. But it is, um, we've got a really great uh, provenance to say that it is his blood. And um, one of the, uh, some common Naman members then um, embroidered uh, death before dishonor um, when will Liam Lynch's epitaph be written um, was embroidered onto it. So it is beautifully embroidered and it's horrific but yet a very yeah, beautiful piece striking. Um, and striking mm. and such an unusual object um, for for us to, you know for it to be donated it was donated during um covid um, about to say where did, you, where did you get it from yeah we uh, um a lady came to us with it and um just w wanted us to have it and knew it would be really important for us to um to put it on display so um there's this huge um, respect for Lynch and also I, I, I'd imagine on the other side um, not as much but we will um, commemorate um, his death and all of the different commemorations that will be happening around the time uh, the 100th anniversary as well. It's a striking exhibition Marie so many artifacts on display as well which is lovely when is it on until? It's on till the 10th of June uh, Saturday the 10th of June and uh, we have to close it then. We've already extended it from, we've been asked to extend it until June, but I can't run it through to the summer because we have another exhibition coming in. Owen de Leicester, a wonderful um, artist and sculptor, will be exhibiting his work um, during July and August. And then we have an amazing exhibition coming in in September, October. Um, some people will remember uh, Flash Cash, um, and uh, he was a photographer, um, Paddy Cashin. And he passed away last year and his yes. collection of photographs were given to us. So we are so busy um, scanning these images. So we're going to put those images on display, have a full gallery of, of images of local people at dances, at, you know, it's just going to be phenomenal. And they, we have no names on some of the pictures. So the idea will be that people will come in. Let us know who they are. Once we know who's in it, we'll take the picture off and put on a new one. They so, recognise them, yeah. So it'll be very interactive. We'll involve the community. We'll be doing a lot of photography work. Um, so that's really exciting for us um, on the on the third and fourth quarter of, of, of this year. But um, just to say about this Civil War exhibition, as I said, it's running until June. But do come in. The images, we've had them uh, all digitised and colourised. We've got It's amazing. Like, they are stunning. Yeah. They, you know... I'm kind of a bit of a purist. I like uh, the black and white pictures, but when you colour these images, it really brings it to life. You feel like they're walking down the street outside. You feel like they're coming out, don't you? They, it's like a 3D effect. It's un unbelievable. Mm. So we've had great support from um, Matt Lockray and also um, 
We've had other um, institutions, um, UCC, um, UCD, the National Library, and um, and lots of other institutions that have uh, loaned images so that we can use in the exhibition. So, listen, thanks a million for coming in. No, um, listen, when are you open, by the way, as well, so people can We're pop down? We're open from Tuesday to Saturday, from 10 till 1, and then 2 till 4, half 4. And um, it's free of charge, come on in. And um, we'll have workshops coming up. Our next lecture series is on the 1st of April and it's the last of the Big House series. So it's on in the council chamber in County Hall here in McDellahunty Square. So the museum will be closed at 11 on that Saturday so that we can facilitate allowing people into the council building. But it's a fantastic venue because it's it's circular. We've got two screens on either end. It's very comfortable. We'll have teas and coffees and scones downstairs. It's five euros. Fabulous morning for absolutely nothing. You meet lots of people, like-minded people, and it's a really great morning on a Saturday. If it's wet, wonderful, even better. We have a lift. We can bring you up in the lift. We couldn't make it any easier for you. So, and it is the the uh, big house lecture series. It's the tenth anniversary of our lecture series, and it has it's been phenomenal. We've had huge numbers from from 50 right up to 80 uh, coming in. And so it's it's been hugely popular. And there'll be the next one then, there'll be there'll be uh, an actual tour as well of some big houses. So that's something to look forward to as well. So Julia, our education officer, will be working on that. And Jane here is working ferociously on that Paddy Cashin exhibition with Michael um, Fanning and myself. And um, we're just really busy and we have a new member of staff here now as well. Um, uh, Siobhan um, Wynn and she's um, settling in lovely and she's really enjoying her experience here as well and David is busy building and making and <laughs> sorting out windows and everything else so yeah, yeah we've a wonderful team here so I'm, I'm really pleased to be back in action again. I have to say if you haven't experienced it here at the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History yet make your way down there's so much going on here isn't there? Oh there is um like we've other little smaller projects as mm. well. One of the, we, we, we had a meeting there this morning with, with, with the guys and we have a wonderful um, loan box. We have two loan boxes where you can bring the items to a nursing home or a daycare centre or a school and the themes are uh, game, fun and games and the second theme then is um, heart and home. So the heart and home one has divining rods in there. There's uh, kind of a photographic album of old pictures it, there's some turf in there, there's a plate with, I think, President Kennedy on it, another one with the Pope on it, and it's just to remind people of what life was like maybe the last hundred years, and it's a really good reminiscence project, and we it comes with a, um, a booklet of um, projects you can do with um, older uh, people who are using it, or, or younger students um, mm. using it. So it's a really, we've had it down in, Cork, Galway, Dublin, Kilkenny. I think the library service are taking it for all of Bialtana in May this year. Um, so yeah, it's it's like we've we've wonderful resources here. We just need people to come on in and yeah. and, and and just experience it. Um, but another big project that we um, receive funding for this year, this is year two of it, is the uh, Heritage Council's stewardship program. And basically, one of my I used to work in the craft granary in, in care before. Did you? I did. <laughs> I was the manager there and the education officer there at one stage. And I just love the whole notion of learning the traditional crafts yeah. and skills of Ireland. Um, there's a huge shortage of Thatchers, um, 
coopers, uh, tin makers, uh, you know, tinsmiths, and and so on, so on, so on, um, leather workers, uh, and such. So what I the plan is that we will be working with diverse communities, and that we'll be working with students that are aren't in the the the, the school system possibly, or early school leavers, and diverse communities. Last year we worked with a Syrian group in Clonmel. And we worked from the museum's collection to look at those items and how could we, by using embroidery and sewing skills, rework some of these in a modern context and pass on those traditions. But what the beautiful thing about it was when we facilitated these workshops was that the, the actual Syrian uh, ladies then taught us their skills, which was wonderful cross-pollination yeah. cross mm, yeah, of, 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 of information. And um, but it, it there's there's a real sense of inclusivity as well when you're in a community that you can work together like that, um, and now we did have an interpreter with us, but there was there was a great sense of um, achievement and relaxation around it, which was which was wonderful. And another group then we worked with uh, a boys' school down down here in Clonmel, Clochdeslieve uh, Mon, and some of the boys learned um, stone carving. Yeah, the items on display here, They're well worth display. a look. They really are beautiful and they work between four and six workshops and they came out with some stunning pieces and we had an exhibition with them. Um, this year now we, we got funding for the second year and we got twice the money, so we're absolutely thrilled with that. So we're going to be working with um, Sarah and um, Sarah Thornton and with Mikey Hughes and with... Um, Philip Quinn, the stone carver. So he'll will be either working with leather, fabrics, textiles. So on that element, and then we'll be working with uh, stone, stone wall building, um, that type of uh, tradition and craft. So it's 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 really exciting for me because I, I'm actually the chair of the local authority museums network across Ireland, and my plan is that we will project this uh, project all the way across all the other local authority museums, and it'll mean then that each county. 12 counties in mm. Ireland will start to create these skilled individuals with the intention then that they might move into an apprenticeship role with the Heritage Council. They do these apprenticeships. So you're going from a younger level to, you know, the, the medium age level right up to possible apprenticeships Brilliant. age 19, That's 20, really you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have to tackle these 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 um, areas of, uh, you know, the lack of skills, that are here in Ireland. There's huge skill here, but it needs to be passed on to the younger yeah, generation. Don't them dying out. Yeah, you know, because like, you know, basket makers, we have some rush, rush work, um, you know, um, and all of the ladies, like we've met, I've met vast amounts of, of, of women and men that uh, work with embroideries and basketry and all these types of skills. And as they're getting older, people aren't as interested in them. And it's like, oh, my granny just did this. But mm, mm. we need the younger people yeah. to do it, you know. And they're, totally it's just phenomenal, the work and the cr and creativity that, can, th that you can find in young people if you just nurture it. So much going on here. Listen, Marie McMahon, thank you very much. Thank you. The Clonmel Vintage and Classic Car Club have their annual vintage show and raffle on the 29th and 30th of April in aid of Rhino Dwyer. Tickets for the raffle are 10 euros each or three for 20 euro. And what about the prizes? Well, first prize is a gorgeous future classic, a Saab 93 convertible or 93 convertible. Second prize is a petrol strimmer and third prize is 100 euros. Now tickets are available from Clonmel Vintage and Classic Car Club members and from Shawprint Davis Road. And look out for the lovely Saab car, which will be on display around the town shortly. 
St. Mary CBS present their production of The Greatest Show coming to the Fawcett Circus Big Top Tent on Wednesday the 24th and Thursday the 25th of May. It all gets underway at 8pm. Tickets are just a tenner, that's right, 10 euros, and are available from the school. You can call this number for more, 052-61-21594. The Clonmore Rugby Club's Youth Academy with Comida will be launched tomorrow, that Saturday. This will be open to all with the goal to grow and develop underage rugby for boys and girls in Clonmel and surrounding areas. Want to pop along to the launch, shout out gear, and watch Clonmel take on Omar. Kickoff there is at 2.30pm. Tickets for St Mary's Call Society's Little Shop of Horrors go on sale Tuesday, the 11th of April at 10am. The price is €20 plus booking fee. The show runs from the 1st to the 6th of May at the White Memorial Theatre. Get more details and also on how you can book your tickets from their Facebook page. Staying with the Choral Society, they're also holding a quiz night at Gleason's Bar on Thursday, April the 6th. €30 per table of four. It all starts at 7.30pm. And DJ Nigel Byrne will be taking to the decks afterwards with some tunes. This year's Darkness Into Light Walk will take place on the 6th of May from Clonmel Oag at 4.15am. And it's a new route this year. All are welcome to attend there. Local artist Ronnie Fitzgerald's exhibition Decay and Renewal is now on at the Clonmel Library up until the 8th of April. Trust me, that's well worth a look. The South Tipperary Arts Centre's next coffee morning is next Tuesday the 4th of April at 11am upstairs in the Arts Centre, if you fancy popping along to that. The Clonmel Fire Station are holding a recruitment day for potential firefighters. It's on Saturday the 8th of April at 10am and you must be over 18 years old. The Marvellous Mascot Entertainment Show is coming to the Talbot Hotel this coming Sunday the 2nd of April. This is a fully interactive sing and dance show that the kids will just love. The first show starts at 1.30pm and the second show starts at 4pm. Tickets are €12 per person or €40 per family of four and available from hotel reception. Dylan Burke Golf are holding a kids' Easter camp at the Clonmore Golf Club. Camp 1 is on the 4th and 5th of April. Camp 2, the 11th and 12th of April. Price is €80 and it's on from 10am to 1pm. To book, contact at Dylan Burke Golf on Facebook. Busy Bees Clormel are set to open a brand new morning and after school service at Powerstown National School this September. To find out more or to enrol your Busy Bee, call 086 044 4202 or email office at now, the gang at Paul Tobin Butchers are doing a shave or die for Crumlin Children's Hospital on Monday, the 24th of April. There'll be a donation bucket inside the butchers, or you can donate online. Get all the details on the Paul Tobin Butchers social media pages. A pre-loved Lux fashion sale is coming to the Feathered Ballroom on Thursday, April 20th at 7.30pm. Admission is just €5 Euros and cash only, please, which will include, oh, look at this, a glass of Prosecco and nibbles, plus there'll be a raffle on the night too. Also, if you'd like to donate suitable clothing, handbags, etc., you can drop them off at the Featherland District Daycare Centre where the proceeds from the night are going, and that's between 11am and 4pm next week if you would like to drop off some clothing. The Presentation Secondary School are raising money through a clothing reuse scheme and they're looking for your unwanted clothes. So if you have any clean clothing, paired shoes, handbags, belts, curtains and bed linen, you can drop them off at the school reception before May 20th. The more bags they collect, the more money they raise for their school.
The Tipperary ETB are having an open day at the Army Barracks campus on Thursday, April 20th. Lots going on here from full-time, part-time, certified and non-certified courses. And you get to look around the barracks as well, which is really cool. All are welcome to attend there. Uproar Rock Chorus are holding a table quiz at Eldon's Bar on Thursday, the 13th of April at 8pm. Table of four, €20, and there'll be prizes for the first and second place teams and a raffle on the night. Your quiz master for the night is Bob O'Brien. Bingo continues this coming Monday at Hillview Sports Club with a jackpot prize of €1,000, which would be nice. Also, their split the bucket draw continues. So enjoy a nice bit of bingo if you're popping along there. A vintage coffee morning is coming to a place for you in Upper Gladstone Street on Thursday, April 20th from 10am to 12.30pm with all proceeds going to the Clonmelon District Wheelchair Society. All are welcome to attend. You're also invited to afternoon tea at Raheen House Hotel in aid of the Cancer Care Support Group on Friday, April 28th from 3 to 6pm. Tickets are €35. And you can contact Hotel Reception for more details there. The Don Ryan Memorial Tractor Run will take place on Sunday the 7th of May at 1pm with proceeds going towards the hospice suite at St. Teresa's Hospital in Cloheen. I know many people from town have used this facility over the years. If you'd like to take part, entry fee is €20 and it's not just open to tractors. Cars and bikes are also welcome as long as they're insured. The Clonmel Triathlon Club are holding the Kamida Clonmel Sprint Triathlon on Sunday the 14th of May. It all starts at Shore Island with a 750-metre swim in the icy cold river shore. Then it's on your bike with a 20k to Ardfinan and back, finishing with a 5k run down the Blue Way. For more details, including signing yourself up, go to the Clonmel Triathlon Club social media pages. The Clonmel Podcast Job Spot. Now, jobs this week, what do we have? Well, the Premier newspaper is looking to hire a sales rep. Sales experience is essential. You can email your CV to editor at thepremiernewspaper.com. That's editor at thepremiernewspaper.com. A trainee store person is required at Shaw Hall out the care road there. Experience not necessary as training will be provided. An interest in commercial vehicles and computer skills is an advantage. And you can email your CV to info at shawhall.ie. That's info at shawhall, that's S-U-R-E-H-A-U-L dot I-E. The Junction Cafe are looking for a chef or cook to join their kitchen. Good pay, four-day week, no nights, full-time. What more could you ask for? Well, what about this? Training will also be provided. If interested, you could pop into them or email your CV to junctioncafe18 at gmail.com. Dunn Stores in town are looking to hire staff. Go to their website for more details or inquire in both Dunn Stores here in town. Guyanese and Irish Town are looking for a part-time staff member. You may be required to work midweek and weekends. If interested, drop in your CV or email caroline.freeney at michaelguyney.com. That's caroline.freeney, F-R-E-A-N-E-Y, at michaelguyney.com. Bergen's Food Fair in Parnell Street are looking for staff. You can drop in your CV to them there or email bergensfoodfair at gmail.com. Coco Cafe in Parnell Street are looking for a deli assistant kitchen porter. You can drop in your CV there or email cococafeclommel at gmail.com and one to two years deli experience is required there. M&S at the showgrounds are hiring part-time staff to work 16 hours a week. Once again, drop in your CV. Pamela Scott of the Showground Shopping Centre are looking for someone to join their team. Contact Jude Boyle. 
by emailing psclonmel1 at gmail.com or drop in and ask for Jude or Mary. McCarthy's and Feathered are looking for bar staff, restaurant staff and a chef. If interested, email your CV to info at mccarthysfeathered.ie. If you'd like to advertise a job on the Clonmel podcast, just email theclonmelpodcast at gmail.com. Now, time for this week's interview, and I caught up with Donal Lyons, better known as Marty Daniels. The Clonmel Podcast. Donal Lyons, welcome to the Clonmel Podcast. Great to be here, Mark, and uh, meet up with you eventually. (laughs) AKA Marty Daniels. That's right. We'll get onto that in a few moments' time. We're here down by the uh, Blue Way Sandy Banks, actually, to be exact, aren't we? And this would be one of your favourite parts of Clonmel, wouldn't it? Yeah, it sure would. Why? Um, I'm part of Clamwell Rowan Club, Mark, and I spend a lot of time on the river here. Um, and as you can, I can see, it's, it's just an amazing place to be. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just a, a, some, some amenity for the town to have. And we're like, it's a three and a half stretch, a three and a half kilometre stretch from the town up to the back of Merrillfield House, probably. So I'd be out here when I'm available on Saturday and Sunday mornings, uh, half past seven, we're up and down the river. And uh, there's a big- That's dedication, a big, isn't it? Half yeah. seven in the morning <laughs> on a Saturday. Yeah. There's a big um, big group uh, in Clambell Rowan Club, uh, an adult group with 45 or 50 people in it. And that's that's our, our recreation. And, and have you been in the club for long? I've been I've been dipped in and out of Clambell Rowan Club all my life. Um, it, was, it was my sport when I was at school. Um, I've, I was very, very lucky to join it at a good time. Uh, I think it was 1977 I joined Clamwell Rowan Club and uh, we had a few very successful years, you know, including winning an Irish Championship. I rode in a, in a, a Cox Ford and won an Irish Championship wow. in 1980. Where so, was that? Yeah, it, it was in Enniskillen actually, yeah, mm. yeah. And uh, great memories and we, we had great, great, great times. Um, Frank Kent was a great man for Clamwell Rowan Club back then and he put a lot of time and effort into us. A great coach, uh, Dermot Dugan and people like that, you know. So it, it, was, it was a great great club and it has been hugely successful up to the present day. I mean, Dara Lynch has been yeah. hugely successful for Clamwell Rowan Club. Yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, good. Yeah. So you enjoy the old rowing on the river then, Donald? Yeah, yeah, I do, I do, yeah. yeah, yeah. Keeps you fit? Well, keeps you fit, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I went back to it um, two years ago uh, and during COVID, and I suppose a lot of people went back to stuff during COVID, and it's been life changing. And uh, yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic. Now, I hope to have a future podcast on the Clonmel Rowing Club, which I'm looking forward to recording. But let's talk about yourself, Marty Daniels, stage name Marty Daniels, country <laughs> western singer. How long have you been Marty Daniels? Donald. I've been <laughs> that makes Mar- any sense. Marty Daniels since about 2004. Mm. Um, it, I, I, everybody knew that I, like I played around the pubs in Clonmel for years mm. and around Tipperary. And, uh, and did you play as Marty Daniels? Or no, I didn't. I played it myself. Mm. And uh, I um, have great memories of that as well. All the fantastic people that you'd meet, you know. Yeah, where'd you, and where did you play in town back then? In town, well? all the different pubs, Kate Ryan's and uh, the Greyhound and... Yeah, every, everywhere the coachman, uh, uh, you know, I mean, like fantastic memories of, especially the Greyhound on, on a Saturday night, where you'd have ten singers all waiting to sing and great, lovely people, you know. This is pre Greyhound now, is it? That's in the old Greyhound. Yeah, in the old yeah. Greyhound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great singers like Jimmy Arrigan and 
Timmy Dwyer, Delilah, and Richie Blanche, and all these lads. It was great, great memories. And my own father as well, you know. My own late father was there, and a lot of them are gone now. Different, different times in the pubs, Mark. But uh, yeah, then, then I actually entered a competition in Lord Tier on TG Carr in 2004. And uh, I didn't win it, but uh, I ended up in the middle of the field, <laughs> and everybody was voting, and it was a great buzz, and ultimately put a band on the road, and I recorded an album. My first album recorded above in Northern Ireland in Nungannon um, with Gene Stewart, and actually, I was I was going to call myself Martin Daniels uh, because, like Donald Lyons, doesn't sound like a very country and western name, you know. And I was christened Daniel Martin Lyons, so we kind of switched it around, and it was a derivative of it. But I was actually recording with uh, Gene Stewart would be a very well-known country singer who passed away unfortunately he, he would have been the big Tom era and all of these guys mm, mm. Uh, Brian Call and, but Gene was a great character and uh, he big big Gene Stewart as they call him in the north <laughs> a big man and a big deep voice and he, he said to me one day while I was in the studio it's got to be Marty Daniels <laughs> and that's where it came from <laughs> so uh, yeah uh, yeah, and I ended up doing a load of stuff in music and had my own band and then I played with Louise Morrissey for a period and I went to Nashville, then recorded my second album in Nashville. What was that like now? Because yeah. a lot of people who love the country music, especially if they're singers, yeah. that's the ultimate goal, isn't it, to go to Nashville? It came about through an Australian DJ, a guy called Clifton Burnett, and I sent him my album and he was in contact with a producer in Nashville called Ken Isham and he sent the album to him and then the, Ken Isham contacted me and we, we ended up, we negotiated it out or whatever and I ended up going to Nashville and recorded 14 tracks there which was like a fantastic experience I mean, I was it was my, that was actually my second time I had actually gone there on holidays and, and it, well actually I'd gone there on a tour with a band previous to that which like one of these tours of 50 people and I went along to sing with the band so it, my second time there and oh, it, was, it was just amazing the, the musicians that were playing on, on the album and who he had lined up to play in it, it's just such amazing it's so country but is it's it amazing. really country though is it oh yeah oh totally I mean but, well it, it, have you, you got go, a very check shirt and cowboy boots when <laughs> yeah, you're there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well if you go down to, down to Broadway in Nashville there's every, every type of music in the bar from traditional country going back to like western swing stuff uh, right through to singer-songwriter stuff right through to the my kind of poppy country uh, so look it's just an amazing mixture of music there and just just the musicians are just unbelievable you know the, the guys that, that Ken had playing on my album were like um, Pat Seavers he, he's actually Don McLean's guitar player um, funny thing about it was the guy played piano and it was a guy called Buddy Hyatt who was actually a drummer with Toto oh wow <laughs> um, yeah it was just an amazing surreal, experience to be involved yeah. in that process yeah 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 but uh, yeah th then you know I've, I've been plugging away at the music and ended up then uh, I ended up playing with Norman Morrissey. We, we started a band called Morrissey and Daniels, and we, we had a well, few. That's Louise Morrissey's brother. Louise Morrissey's yeah. brother, yeah, because Norman had been in my original band. And, uh, he's we, ex Tip FM, now Tip Midwest, isn't he? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Norman has a breakfast show right. on Tip Midwest, and we're still great friends with Norman. And um, yeah, so I've been in the music business for, for, for years, different levels. Sometimes I'd back away because I, I work full time and I wouldn't be, you know, flat out at it. Um, but I've, all, I've been playing all the time. I, well, of course, when COVID came, the handbrake came on and everything, everybody stopped playing. And, uh, but I suppose in 
with, with your situation, because you had a full-time job, it was obviously a blessing that you did. Yeah, oh, it was. Yeah, a lot of the yeah, yeah, other sure. entertainers had I nothing. I feel sorry for a lot, a lot of them had nothing. But in fairness, I mean, I think the government did look after a lot of people. Um, you have to give credit here. But a lot, a lot of guys I know like this went from being flat out to actually nothing, like to losing, losing their, their jobs and their income. Um, so it was a tough time for people, you know. Um, yeah, so it was kind of a, a reset for everybody, I suppose. So you're set to go back on the road, I believe, are you? Yeah, at the moment, um, I'm, I'm, uh, I've been rehearsing and we go back on the road on Easter Saturday night in Clooneen. Just down the uh, road? Which will be a big country show. Um, myself uh, and Louise Morrissey and a girl called Molly O'Connell, who was actually on Glorteria this year and is doing very well at the moment. So it's going to be a big night in Clooneen and we're looking forward to it. Uh, we have a top class band coming down to back everybody from Northern Ireland and uh, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic it's going to be fantastic really looking forward to getting back playing again well, if people want to go and see you how can they get tickets or where can they go I think they can get tickets online actually for the Clooneen community yeah um, centre and um, yeah the usual stuff on Facebook and stuff there's links to all that stuff on it and yeah so it'll, it'll be it'll be a great night really looking forward to it and are you back recording I'm due to go back into the recording studio. I was actually just talking to uh, the studio, a studio in Donegal, where I'm due to go back. Uh, we're just looking at how many tracks we're going to do. Am I going to do an album or am I going to do a series of singles? So I have a few songs that I'm ready to lay down and that, that will be happening fairly shortly. Where does the interest in music come from? I come from a very musical family. Um, yeah. Yeah, go back to my grandfather. Even my grandfather was a musician, uh, James O'Reardon, and uh, Mam's Mam's dad, and his brother Christy. They both played in, in like uh, dance bands and back in back in the day, you know. And um, yeah, my sister Catherine's a very good singer, and there's music on both sides. My father was a singer. Um, yeah, uh, so like uh, I suppose you latch onto stuff. I mean, from a very young age, I, I remember listening to the Dubliners and listening to folk music when I was very young you know um, and then of course when you hit the teens um, maybe I was a bit unusual because I would have listened to stuff like uh, you know the Boontown Rats and uh, the Sex Pistols and all that stuff but at the same time I was listening to the likes of Planksty and the Botty Band and Christy Moore and we had a great folk club in Clonmel going back to the 70s uh, which Ken Horn used to run you know mm. and um, at 16 years of age, I was going into Heron's Hotel and I heard the most amazing um, acts, you know. I was a huge Christy Moore fan back then. But as soon as I heard him, I knew, and Planksty and all that stuff, you know. And, and I suppose music does bring you on a journey. Um, I remember the first Christy Moore album that was Prosperous, which actually there is, a, there is an older album previous to that. Mm. But that was actually where Planksty came out of. And there was a huge diversity of songs on that. Um, and there was one song on it, The Ludlow Massacre, and I had never in my life heard a Woody Guthrie, mm. but that was a Woody Guthrie song. Mm. And that kind of brings you then into uh, American folk music. You suddenly start listening to stuff and you discover other stuff. Um, and that kind of would have brought me into bluegrass and into, and I'd be a huge bluegrass fan now uh, actually as well. and would sing a lot of bluegrass songs. Um, so yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's been a kind of a, Unusual journey, I suppose, through music. Um, Did you ever meet Christy Moore? Because he was living in Clonmel for a while, wasn't he? He was working well, in the bank. Well, I'm not I that old, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He, he was. He was bank. He? he did. Yeah, he worked yeah. in the bank at Clonmel. Yeah. 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 And then bank strike came, and he went to went to England, 
and started touring in all the folk clubs. Go away. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. Oh my God. But did you ever go to any of these gigs, Christy Moore? Oh yeah, oh I would have, yeah. And I still, I would have gone to the last few years I would have gone to see mm-hmm. him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but, my, but as I said, it's it kind of, I've, I went to, from folk to bluegrass, then into country, and that's where I kind of landed. From my, from my from my twenties, mm-hmm. um, I remember the first time again when you hear the seminal moments. When I heard Hank Williams for the first time, like the hairs in the back of your neck stand up, and you know, I tended to drift towards the Hank Williams, Buck Owens, and the uh, older country stuff, and that's what I still do to this day. You know, yeah. Now tell us about your childhood. Where where in town did you grow up? I grew up. Um, I was born in Alva Plunker Terrace, and yep. when we were seven, we moved to Ardnagreen. Uh, my grandmother passed away and we moved to her house and yeah we grew up in a as I said a house full of music um, sing songs and you know it was it was um, great, great 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 loads of happy memories of growing up in Clonmel so what was it like going from say Oliver Plunker Terrace to Arna Grinner because you would have a lot of friends I gather playing yeah, out in yeah, the streets yeah I, I actually in... that was quite traumatic yeah. at, at that age you know but um no, sure. Look, we we loads of friends in Ireland Green after a few years. We spent a lot of time out in the wilderness and the Frenchman Stream and all those, ah, all those places all those along places. the railway track. <laughs> <laughs> we lived on the railway track. And, and no doubt by that phone box in Ireland Green, which I've mentioned yes. so many times on the yes. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was all our... We all used the phone box, yeah. yeah I think yeah. everyone did, didn't yeah. they? Because yeah. it was... I think it was the only phone box around yeah. the locality yeah. there as well. All yes. hanging out, hanging yeah. outside yeah. the phone yeah. box. Yeah. So you would have gone to the Tiny McGrath shop I suppose yes and Paddy O'Gorman's and Cleary's shop and uh, yeah actually and my wife then Valerie is from Powerstown Road and her like I'm a Lions but she's a Lions as well her father was the late Sean Lions who was Mayor of Clonmel five five times yeah 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 yeah. great man for Clonmel and uh, a great inspiration to all of us you know so who were some of your buddies back then you'd hang around with well, there was a. Uh, just trying to think, we hung around with the Burks in Ardnagreena and uh, Tony Corby, and yeah, we we, and then in the own club, of course, I had all my friends in the own club, uh, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. School yeah. days, where'd you go? Yeah. I went. I went to 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 St Peter and Paul's and the high school. Yeah. yeah. Good days. Yeah, good. Good and bad. Like. Yeah. <laughs> back then. Did you enjoy your school days? Though? I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't mm. say I really enjoyed them, Mark. You know. You know. No, I wouldn't. Mm. I wouldn't have said. You know. That was the time of the letters and the. You yeah. know. Got a bit of a, a whack. Of <laughs> yeah. It. yeah. We all did. Yeah. yeah. We all. Yeah. I remember it yeah. well as well. Yeah. Getting yeah. A, yeah. You know, yeah. A slap with the old ruler yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So later on, you've left school. What did you do then? I, 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 um, well, you started to show an interest in music then, maybe? I was, yeah. As in playing. I was playing. I, played, yeah. I was late enough learning the guitar. I was probably 17, 18, 19 learning the guitar. And I, um, yeah, I, I actually, I, I trained as an upholster and French polisher and did that for a number of years. Where was that? In, in Carries in Clonmel. Charlie Carries, yeah, with Pat, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I worked for myself doing that for, for a number of years, back in the bad old 80s when there was no money around. Oh. But funny enough, when I was doing that then, um, and things were bad. I, I, I actually did a, a bit of busking as well, you know. On the, t- on younger, the streets of not Clonmel? No, I where actually would you go? used to go to Turles and to Tipperary Town busking. Uh, when, when, if I hadn't, you know, if, if I hadn't work or whatever. Are you talking about now either the hat or guitar case? Yeah, on the, the ground. guitar case, yeah, yeah. And yeah. people were throwing coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Into yeah, the, into yeah, the, exactly, the gu- yeah, guitar yeah. case. And, and it was a great way, like, I mean, I'd sing for three or four hours. Um, it was a great way. It was a great learning curve, you know. Now, having said that, 
when I and then I started playing in the pubs. When I did go back into the pubs, you actually had to singing when you're busking is probably you need volume, you need to be heard, and I would have a pretty strong voice but uh, you have to kind of re- reset yourself mm. and had to learn you learn your craft in the pubs as well you know mm. yeah yeah can you remember the first day you went busking were you nervous i i actually can't remember trying to pick a place yeah, where where yeah, do i yeah, where do yeah, i stand yeah, now to yeah, do this yeah, will yeah, i make any yeah, money yeah and I did, did, and did you back make? then there was a lot of busking competitions around the country back then and i probably started doing that first going to some of those yeah uh, you, you would always make a few bob you know yeah 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 would yeah. you go every day or a couple of days no 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 i'd only go I'd weekends only, in, uh, at weekends maybe you know yeah. it'd be busy i suppose yeah, around yeah, the streets yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah can you remember your first gigs in town my somewhere i I think my first gig was in Care in Black Tom's. God, yeah, Black yeah. Tom's bar. Yeah, it's great, yeah. great memories of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I played there for a long time. You know, I played up in Tip Town and in Heaney's and Banch and all these places. But uh, yeah, once you got the first one under your belt, then you were able to say, well, I'm, I'm, when you go looking for, you'd have, you'd have played somewhere, you know. It's very hard to start in something, you know. Yeah. And I suppose then when people get to know that, you know, you're, you're a good entertainer, you're a good singer, they like what you do, you yeah. think the word gets out and it you does, get yeah. hired for other places. Yes, exactly, yeah. What about recording? I mean, it's so different to playing live music, obviously, yeah, in a pub, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It? Yeah, it is, you know. Um, recording, for people who have never done it, it's... It can be a very, when it works it's good, but when it doesn't work it can be very frustrating, you know. Um, if you're going to record something, you need to record something that is you and that suits you and that you can put down not to be under pressure, you know. Mm. Um, there's no prisoners in a recording studio because what when you listen back to what you put down... <laughs> And you've probably got a set time, have you? Like, you've obviously got a set time. Yeah, to, like, you might have hired yeah. the studio out for, I don't know, half a day or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you've got to get like, everything right. Going to Nashville at that time, like, we put down 14 tracks in mm. eight days. And that was pretty um, intense now, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. When you get some spare time, apart from obviously being on the river and, and playing your music, what else do you like to do? Well, I think that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, maybe going for walks or whatever around here just, as you can see like I'm in I live in Knocklofty mm. and to shoot in here and just walk over here I walk over to the turn of Abbey which would be my favourite place where the river bends um, it's uh, yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing amazing uh, place to be we must explain you know the noise earlier uh, the lads there doing a bit of work here at Sandy Banks where we are we kind of jumped over the fence to get in yeah, here yeah. and we hope not to get thrown out yeah. um, did you ever go swimming here back in the day since we did here yeah, in Sandy Banks? yeah, yeah. And although coming from Ireland Green we used to swim in the Anor uh, an awful lot so that, that was kind of our, our swimming hole the old Anor yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'd done my life saving exam in here did you? Yeah, yeah <laughs> Many yeah, years yeah, ago, I yeah. swear to God, I'd I done it right here on a freezing cold <laughs> August day because the pool in town was actually closed. <laughs> they were doing works on the swimming pool and it was for a job at Knocklofty House Leisure Centre and I had to do two lifeguard exams and it was right here in this river. I'm getting shivers down yeah. my spine just thinking about me being yeah. in there right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. But again, we're just so lucky to what we do have yeah, around. I mean, yeah. the view here is gorgeous, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing, like up to Kilnamac Woods and the whole, you know, it's, it's just amazing, yeah. So, Donna, we look forward to seeing you playing locally here in town, but also out the road in Cluneen very soon. When is the gig again? Easter Saturday night, the 8th of April, so we're really looking forward to it and hopefully we'll have a big night of country music in Clownean and of course Louise Morrissey will be there with me and Molly O'Connell, so it's going to be like a, a really good show. 
interesting. One thing we're missing today, I, I'm missing you wearing the Stetson, the Czech I shirt and cowboy yeah, boots yeah. because <laughs> I remember the photographs before, you just see you wearing all the country gear. Yes, yeah. So you, you oh, got, have, it's already an iron ready to, to come go. to Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Alliance, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank, Thank you so you much, so Matt. Much. Thank you. Thank you. The Clonmel Podcast. Thank you, Donald. So there we have it. That is the Clonmel Podcast for this Friday, the 31st of March. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email the Clonmel Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also on the website, www.theclonmelpodcast.com. I'm off to Strictly Come Dancing at the Hotel Manila for South Tipperary Hospice. See you there. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.